Hello everyone and welcome to Woo Woo. Today's guest is near and dear to my heart and I've only met you once physically, <laughs> but it feels such a kindred connection with you. Um, we have Princess, um, astrologer, model, actress, uh, to the stars of the star. You are a star. Amen. I love Thank it. Thank you. Likewise, Thank you for Ray. being here. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thank you for <laughs> Thank having you. me. Appreciate it. I ran into you when I was exploring. So I'm a big crystal shop guy yeah. and I started my own online crystal shop, but I, I like to do like excursions every weekend. I go explore a different crystal shop in a different part of LA yeah. and I found, is it the house of intuition? Yes. House of intuition. And yeah. And I, and I discovered you there and we were talking about rocks and we were talking about your passion for astrology. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about that? Like, tell me more about what yeah. led you there. Gosh, so, you know, it's funny. I grew up in a very, very religious home. Very religious home. Um, Same. <laughs> and, yeah, hella Christian, God Squad, you know. Um, but my... God Squad, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually don't identify as Christian anymore. More so, I guess, spiritual, right, these days. Um, but my parents had a book uh, called Star Signs by Linda Goodman. Linda Goodman is like an OG in the astrology field. Um, and they just had this book. It's like the astrology Bible, in my opinion, where she broke down each sign and, you know, each type of person who would hold that sign, you know, the typical Scorpio child, the typical Libra boss, the typical Virgo mother, the typical Libra father, you know, um, and, I had I read this book when I was a child, like maybe 10 years old, if not younger, like, <laughs> you know, so that was my introduction to astrology. And I can I ask you really quick? Yeah. Are you good with math? Naturally? So it's funny, I'm terrible with arithmetic. I passed all of my math classes <laughs> with flying colors, but I'm I really like calculus. I can't do simple math, but I love calculus. <laughs> Why? Wow. <laughs> Wild. Know. Well, no, um, I interviewed a, uh, an astrology author recently, okay. and he was talking about how arithmetic and being good with it, because he's like one of the OG astrologers, Whoa. and so everything he had to do was numbers. And yeah. I was just curious if, if you were, because that seems like a lot of information to take in as a small child. Yeah, yeah. You know, astrology to me is very intimidating. Here's the thing. And here's what informs my approach to astrology these days. I, I love psychology. I majored in psychology in undergrad. I almost wanted to be a, you know, a therapist, but that I kind of changed career paths. But what I love about astrology is just the more uh, uh, psychosocial, um, you know, relational aspect of it. Um, I love studying people and knowing what makes them tick you know so that was what kind of encouraged me to deepen my research into astrology and naturally um and, and you know like i said i grew very christian so i actually lost touch with astrology during like my teen years um like late teens and early 20s and then didn't find myself back in it again after I kind of left the church and started to do some soul searching again that's where I discovered that's when I discovered like 
houses and degrees um, and um, aspects, you know? So first I came from the very like personality breakdown, which just intrigued me immensely. And then um, after some time I discovered the mathematical basis of astrology, which is what I love. And when I rediscovered astrology again, my like early to mid twenties, um, I, of course, it's very natural to get into that rabbit hole. So that's when I discovered numerology. The two go very well together, you know? Um, one really informs the other and vice versa. Um, that's when I discovered tarot, um, got my first tarot deck, got my first oracle deck. Um, and then, yeah, crystals, like it all kind of works together. So, yeah. Yeah, it, de it definitely does. And I'm glad you explained that because that's one thing that a lot of newcomers and newbies or just metaphysical enthusiasts don't know is that astrologers and astrology is so different from numerology yeah and it's different from tarot and divination and psychic and medium also yeah. psychic medium you know people always confuse the two they think if you're a psychic you're a medium that's not always the case if you're medium you're psychic, you're psychic. but not all psychics are, are mediums medium. absolutely um so do you find yourself was astrology you know you were introduced to it as a child is that still the one that calls you back like that's your practice and what you feel most comfortable in or do you now yeah. are you like into the divination are you a tarot reader yeah. what else do you do so astrology is my home base for sure okay. I j astrology is like a second language to me you know um wow, that's and I, so cool. yeah and i do feel like it, kind of like you like what you were saying you have like a natural kind of psychic um inclination when it comes to astrology, like you may not know like the definitions of all the, you know, different words and um, signs, but you can tell Libra Virgo, Libra Virgo, you know, like that's yeah. kind of how I am too. It's just, it just comes so natural and intuitively to me. Yeah. Th that's a very good point is that I, I know enough about Zodiac mm -hmm. that uh, certain habits of certain signs, elemental energies behind certain signs and that's how i can kind of figure out yeah. kind of like with people's age too and i guess because i'm a makeup mm -hmm. artist like if i get in somebody's face i don't care how much filler you've had yeah botox i can clock <laughs> i like 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 cutting a tree in the middle and counting the rings i can tell you how old you are and what's worse is when you're really good at it and people come to you and they expect you like you know what's my age how old and you know yeah but you don't want to say because you're like girl you've been working so hard or so like, guy you've been working so hard to... <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm gonna tell you what you look like i know you're real age yeah but i'm gonna guess a couple of years younger there you know you just go. you're so kind to throw you a bone <laughs> well now you telling me this about yourself let me ask you do you have like heavy Cap heavy capricorn or saturn prominent in your chart yeah i am a capricorn <laughs> and you know so i want you to ex uh, okay here's why i guessed that because saturn rules capricorn and saturn yeah. rules time and you're very good at you know time like what you said like seeing people's age you, you use the word clock <laughs> clocking people's ages you see straight through the you know to the truth that's capricorn that's saturn you know and then I like a ton that. of other things too yeah Listen, my bullshit meter is always like, yeah, <laughs> always going. And, and I, the honestly, the worst part about being a psychic intuitive 
I and I've been training recently with the College of Psychic Studies in the last yeah. few years doing um, like mediumship and really honing my abilities not always just to help people but sometimes to uh, close myself off mm-hmm. and not be so uh, what's the word like um, not be so available to pick up things because yeah. I and especially working in the entertainment industry, mm. you and I know, yeah, uh, m- like 80% of what we do, um, you as an actor, me as somebody who works behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it's all illusion, yeah. right? We're, we're entertaining, we're working in a business of entertainment, and it's for show and it's illusion. And sometimes people drink their own Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and they start telling you lie after lie after lie. Yeah. And I don't think that it's malicious. I think that it's a natural defense mechanism Mm -hmm. or, you know, if people are struggling, they don't want you to know that they're struggling. So they put up this whole facade. And when you're a, when you're an intuitive grounded earth sign, you see right through it and you're like, baby, it's okay. You don't have to lie to me, but I'm not going to call you out. You know, I'm not going to. And that's kind of where I had to find my, my line is um, just learning how to respect people's space because sometimes I don't want to know their truth. Yeah. You know, I want to know their truth when they want me to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just walk around like an antenna mm-hmm. picking up people's things, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. um, do, do you yeah. find that uh, working with what you do, mm-hmm. immediately off the bat, you can start picking up like re- patterns that kind of give you an insight as to who they are do you think it's more like astrology based or is it intuitive based for you sorry i know that was a weird long way to get to the question but (laughs) um i think i think it's both i think it starts hmm i think it starts with intuition but then i'm able to apply it to astrology just because I'm new, to, I'm newer to meeting astrologers mm-hmm. and astrology. Mm-hmm. Is astrologer the correct term, by the way, for yes. somebody who practices astrology? I, some people say astrologist, and it's like my pet uh, peeve. <laughs> I'm pretty. Oh, sure you don't it's like astrologers? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's astrologer, but that's just me. I, I yes, astrologer. Yeah. Astrologist. <laughs> I like that, um, <laughs> but. I prefer astrologer as yeah, well. Yeah. Some of the people that I've talked to that are into astrology, they don't embrace the woo of it. They don't embrace the woo-woo. They don't embrace the psychic intuition part that might play a role with it. Yeah. And I always say it's like, you know, if you're a doctor, you could be an, an intuitive doctor and an intuitive healer. And, but you know, as soon as somebody sits in your chair, your intuition is just lighting up and you're like, we're going to go down this path and this is how I'm going to help you. Yeah. I feel like that can be applied. Intuition can be applied to any profession. But when it comes to the metaphysical world of professions, mm. you know, some people that I've met that do astrology only do astrology. They don't they don't believe in um, which is odd. They don't believe in psychic mm-hmm. phenomena. And so they're That's just so like, yeah, I mean, more and, and so th- I know. And so that's why I was really asking is that if you include intuition into astrology yeah. or if you just do the math and you just do the stars and you just do the astrology aspect of it. Here's the thing. I think that I I feel like I find success in astrology because I pair intuition with it. I think the yeah. two go very well together. Um, especially for me, you know, I don't really believe in just being full on, just solely astrology with the math and the 
the breakdown, the technical breakdown of it. No, and then just being completely intuitive, like I, I don't think that really works either. I, I, I believe in intuition and having, you know, like that psychic sense help you pick up on things about a person, a client, whoever. Mm -hmm. But I definitely believe in the benefit of having, you know, the parameters of astrology uh, guide you and and kind of keep you in check. Like intuition yeah. is just so it's so broad. But what I love about astrology is that there are definitions and there's a science to it. You know, whether you want to argue with that or not, like there's a science to it. And I believe that science kind of helps. Um, I don't want to say box box you in, but it pro provides those parameters that really I think it helps the psychic sense flourish. You know what I'm saying? Yes. 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 I love that. So one thing that I do kind of notice is that <clears throat> I was trying to explain to my partner because we were having this whole astrology conversation. Yeah. And what I gather is that astrologers are kind of like lawyers. I feel like, you know, like mm. the, the written legal jargon is all the same, but a good lawyer can look at it and then convey to their client what the message is, what, you know, in a way that they can easily understand. Would you kind of fit yourself into that category yeah. of just being able to communicate with your client clearly so that they can understand what the stars and the charts say? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that too. You drew that comparison to law. I think lawyers are able, you know, a successful lawyer is, has a cunning. They're, they can be... Uh, they have a craftiness, you know, so they yeah. have... They can work around the law if they need to, exactly. you know. And I think that's one thing that people need to realize about astrology. Like, there are certain things about you that caught my attention that made me say, you're a Capricorn son or Capricorn, right? But then another yeah. person who's a Capricorn can, you know, demonstrate an entirely different set of like behaviors or opinions, attitudes that make me say that they're a Capricorn. Like not all Capricorns are A, B, and C, and that is it. You know, there are some, there are some things that a Capricorn does that I'll apply to one person and then a different, you know, other things to a different person. Does that Is that sense? where the, like the moon rising and the, you know, rising signs and the moon signs and the different houses come into play? Yeah, I think so. So definitely the sun moon and rising here's what i say here okay here's what i believe we are all made up of the signs okay i'm a scorpio sun you have scorpio in you we all have all of the signs within us some of us have those signs to you know more exaggerated than other signs you know um that's definitely where the sun the moon and the rising come into play the big three um you may identify more with your moon sign for some reason and not your sun sign that's completely fair the same can go with your rising sign you may not feel like your rising sign so much but your moon sign really speaks to you that makes sense and the re and the way we can kind of justify that is by looking at a chart and seeing okay where is this moon placement why do you vibe so much with the moon and not so much with your sun or your rising, you know? Um, so all that, the whole house system, um, the entire house system really sheds a lot of light as into 
um, what we resonate more with, why we resonate with those things. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about your signs yeah. and a little bit about how that comes into play with you? I'm really curious as to what you are. Okay. You know, I know that I, I, I made that guess before, but can you tell me a little bit more about what your signs say about you? Yeah. So I'm a Sagittarius <laughs> rising. And so that means Sagittarius is in my first house. But they're the pillars of your, your life, right, are the first, fourth, seventh, and tenth houses. Those, those huh. are the walls of your life, your chart, you know, they provide structure. So those four houses that I named are very important. Um, of, of course, the rising sign is my first house, but Virgo is my 10th house. My 10th house is like the house of my career, my reputation, um, it rules what people know me for and it also rules um kind of how i show up to the world um in in a different sense from the first house but in yeah. a in a sense kind of like this like the 10th house rules your online persona um it rules chat your how you show up in chat rooms you know um how you relate to people especially when it comes to your career or the legacy that you want to leave in this world so that makes sense that you're picking up Virgo because I'm talking to you through, you know, a screen right now. We're talking about uh, spirituality, like health, healing, um, creativity, skill sets. That's all related to Mercury and Virgo. So you're picking up that energy from me. But then also... That's so funny. I think my 10th house is a uh, Mercury as well. Really? Is that, a, is that a thing? Is it a planet in the 10th house or is it... So Mercury, uh, for me, Mercury rules Virgo. And so Virgo, because Virgo rules my 10th house, you will, you will have a mercurial influence. You know, I will have that influence on my 10th. But if you have the planet Mercury in your 10th house, that's just as... Um, that's just as significant. It just kind of shows up in a different way. So if you were to have the, a planet in your 10th house, planets in your chart, I feel like they're kind of representative of people or events. So you may meet a lot of mercurial people in your life if you have Mercury in your 10th house versus if you have Virgo in your 10th house, your, your 10th house, um, experience is influenced by like mercury or virgo type matters so let's say okay it, it can be very complicated but um yeah. so <laughs> um, i i, I made yeah. a mistake though um mercury's in my 11th okay. um uranus is in my 10th oh wow i know so this... so i i know i'm like well, I was vibing with you there. I thought for sure we were both Mercury and 10. But... Maybe someone would relate well, to that. Well. <laughs> what sign? Oh, wait. Don't tell me. Is it Aquarius or uh, um, Capricorn? Is, am I ascending? or In your 10th uh, house. What sign is ruling your 10th house? Um, In 10th, it says Sagittarius mm. Uranus. I see. Mm. Okay. That... So... Uranus in your 10th house, that means that you can come across a lot of unique, out of this world, um, 
inventive, original, futuristic type of people in your... Like yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, too, Uranus and Aquarius um, and the 11th house, they're all kind of related. Um, those things in astrology relate to astrology. So the 11th house rules astrology. Uranus is forward thinking. Aquarius is mind, you know, very open-minded, kind of out of the box thinking. That's why astrology finds its home there. So I'm not surprised if you come across a lot of astrologers or spiritual people, um, original creative thinkers um, in your professional domain, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Sagittarius ruling the 10th house, that's a very adventurous sign, you know? I think that you find a lot of luck you know, sticking to dogma, you know, having your set of beliefs and your core values to keep you grounded, but you're even more lucky when you expand your mind. You know, you have your dogmas to guide you, but you don't let your scruples kill you. You know what I'm saying? You don't, yeah. you don't let them stifle you. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the biggest journey that I've felt myself on I resonate with an earth sign with a Capricorn because mm -hmm. I'm a workaholic. I don't really know what to do with myself if I'm not working yeah, or creating or, or doing a goal. Um, I believe that my ascending sign is in um, Aquarius and my moon is in Scorpio. Mm. So, yeah, um, moon and ninth house, Pluto, moon, Saturn, Venus. All of that in Scorpio. Um, Pluto? Which I think moon, is... What's that? Saturn and Venus in Scorpio? I'm quite emotional sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah. I'll send you... Uh, yeah, and this is going to go into my next question. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about, like, tarot apps and astrology apps and, and all of that? And, you know, what, do you, what are your takes on the apps versus going to a person? Do you find a benefit to either or? Yeah. I think it depends on the person. I mean, I think for me, it helps me, but um, I don't use it all the time. And I have to be self-aware enough to uh, be wary of it if I'm using it too often. Um, I think that there's, I believe in serendipity and I believe in, you know, going on that app and clicking on that, you know, answer, or getting that answer from that card right in the moment that you need to hear it. Like God can talk to you in that way, but I don't yeah. think God will talk to you in that way all the time, every day, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I would, it's fine to rely on it, especially like in times of need, but I would take it with a grain of salt, just as with everything, I guess. That's, that's just yeah. me. <laughs> One thing I've noticed is that some people, client clients in particular, um, I always have to give the caution that it's like, I'm almost like a massage, you know, yeah. going to massage therapists and getting the therapy and working through it. That's great a couple of times a week, you know, or however, you know, when you need the therapy. But there's a point where if you're doing it seven days a week, mm -hmm. every month, you know, every week, every month, every, you know, mm -hmm. all the time throughout a year... I just wonder if you're not getting addicted to being 
coddled or, you know, if that's just not like an addictive, repetitive pattern of something that you should be seeking assurance from within and not necessarily always having to go outside for reassurance, if that makes sense. Right. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Do you ever have to cut people off? That like any of your clients that come to you? Yeah. Oh man. I have. I don't want them to grow reliant on me and my answers. Like, I, I have to be careful. I want people to think for themselves. I want people to receive the help and then go on their merry way and use it. Like you can come back, and I do have return customers, but. I've definitely had to cut a customer off because they were like coming to me for like tarot readings, astrology readings, like every day (laughs) or like, you know, um, (laughs) and I don't think that they were in a place where like, you can come to me like as often as you need. That's great. But like, I just want to believe that you are trying to look to yourself for strength too. I want to provide my clients with the tools that they need to improve their life or see the progress or change they want to see. Um, And I can help them along the way, but I'm just very wary of people coming to me and taking my word as Bible and not thinking for themselves. I don't want that. That's That's not the responsibility or the karma that I want. Absolutely. And I feel like being born under certain stars at a certain time of day only does so much just like our bodies mm-hmm. only do so much um yeah. so we live within this uh, existence of rules and and things and some can be broken and some really can't but i think that what it boils down to is you have to it's your life you know yeah. it's your responsibility your decisions that you make your choices and your free will that you can exercise yeah certain things might be set in stone as far as you know fate and destiny are concerned but i feel like there's a fair amount of control that we have yes, yes. And, and we can't really baby people through it no and that's why my approach to astrology so i don't really like to do predictive astrology um even my for myself i don't pay attention or follow the transits every day like i just don't want to feel dictated by the weather the astrology weather and i amen you know and i don't want my (laughs) clients to feel the same way you know um but i mean sometimes i look into it especially because you know i want to like inform like if i'm feeling like there's something chaotic going on in the world or i'm just feeling like tumultuous like a lot of tumult within myself maybe i'll be like okay what's going on i'll take a look at the um, current transits and be like okay this is why i'm feeling this way this is how i can get out of it or this is the remedy for that right yeah. but well that yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah, but in general, I don't like to do predictive astrology. Basically, how I work is I love to look at your birth chart, and I know that you're not beholden to your birth chart. You can change. We all can change. But I look at the birth chart because it's the foundation, and I will tell you what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. This is why you are the way you are. This is the life that you're coming from. This is what you can expect here here you go here's this toolbox now do with it what you will like go be awesome go for it yes (laughs) toolboxes yes that's so important yeah even even when I go to my therapist, you know, it's all about he's not there to fix my problems. Yeah. He's there to give me a toolbox yeah. of 
coping mechanism, healthy coping mechanisms and thought processes and, you know, um, critical thinking, all of that stuff is there to create a toolbox to help us solve our own issues. That leads me into my next question, because you were you were right on the money. I swear you're going down with my (laughs) with my questions. But my next question is, can you explain a retrograde can you demystify like what is it yeah. people i mean i swear you would think that it's like an apocalyptic bomb every time i open my social media and people are like oh it's a retrograde my life is falling apart and then i look at it and i'm like wait my life is kind of falling apart yeah are they on to something like what's going on can you explain that absolutely so all planets go retrograde mercury goes retrograde Um, you know, that's the one that we all know about. Um, Venus goes retrograde, (laughs) um, Mars, like every planet except the sun or the moon, right? They go retrograde and retrogrades and especially Mercury retrograde, because that's the one I think people, most people know about. Um, Mm -hmm. it's nothing to fear. I like the the way that you said apocalyptic event. That's how we treat it. It's really not that way. (laughs) I think that we are so resistant to change as like a species slowing down, you know, and getting out of our routine, getting out of autopilot and that's why it feels like all hell breaks loose when mercury goes retrograde um but basically when planets go retrograde it's a time to stop and to review what you know what we're doing to rethink things to reassess you know it's a rewind and i think that if we think of it that way it's really not all that bad like we're so used to going forward 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 progress like what's the next day gonna bring what are we gonna do next you know that we don't take time to stop and think about okay we've come this far that's awesome what worked for me what didn't work for me and what can i take moving forward when this planet finally goes direct what can i take with me to really cement my progress and and you know see even more beauty in my life i was actually born under mercury retrograde um and it's quite common um i believe is it three quarters of our population are born under mercury retrograde so it's quite a lot of people what can how can that affect your how can that affect your chart or your energy if you're born under a a retrograde yeah so it can be different for different planets but basically a retrograde it pulls the energy within so when a planet is direct it's very like yang energy very yang yang so um it's extroverted it's more of a like a a more typically like masculine approach, you know, Um, when it's retrograde, there's like a sense of intuition, a sense of introspection, um, reflection, um, rest, receptivity. Okay, so just because a planet is retrograde in your chart doesn't mean it's not working as well. If anything, it's stronger, because the, the energy is like being pulled back and and being internalized. When I see a retrograde planet in a chart, I see it as being on the receiving end of that energy or action and also being more potent. Um, Yeah, 
So That's really cool. Thank yeah. you for explaining that. Yeah. If someone's born under a Mercury retrograde, like, you know, like my I am, um, speech, you know, might come a little difficult to them. They might not, they might grow up feeling um, a little insecure about the way they talk or being able to talk like other people. Um, I know for me growing up, I one of the things for me was like, I was forced to be silent. I, I grew up in a very strict family. My dad was very strict. I couldn't talk, you know? Um, and even more than that, I had to be really quiet about the things that was going on in my home, things going on in my life. So the less I said, the better, because I wouldn't get in trouble and I wouldn't get my dad in trouble and my family in trouble, you know? Like, I had to be very private. So that's yeah. one way that Mercury retrograde can manifest. But Mercury retrograde people are also very intuitive. Um, they, they think so quickly and they just receive information in a way that Mercury direct people maybe are not able to do as well, you know? Um, I might have to check and see if I was born under a retrograde because everything that you just described feels like me. Yeah. I also wonder where your Mercury is, um, Ray, because you have a really nice, um, like, soothing but strong voice. I wonder, I feel like you have a really nice Mercury in, like, like an air sign or maybe in, like, your first or tenth house or something. Uh I don't know. It's in my 11th, I Okay. Believe. 11th. Um, in... I just screenshot it. Is it in um, a Capricorn? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know good. if this is going to reflect. I use the CoStar app. Nice. I don't know if you can see that. Aquarius rising, Libra, Mars, Hella Scorpio. You have a Sagittarius <laughs> uh, stellium too. I like your chart. <clears throat> Thank you. I don't know what that means. And I and I was thinking too, like if I would have had enough time, I probably would have uh, booked a session with you to get my chart read yeah. by you. But I just, I've been so pressed for time lately. Um, no but that being said, I, I really wanted to go back into, because when you were talking about the retrograde stuff and just, I feel like I struggle to speak sometimes yeah. and to communicate. Yeah. It's definitely one of the most challenging things that I try to actively work on. It's because um, it's in Capricorn. Your Mercury oh, in Capricorn. Okay. Capricorn slows things down and makes things hard. Capricorn and like Saturn energy is almost like moving through molasses, you know? Yes. Yeah. But Capricorn, <laughs> that's why you talk the way you do. You're very deliberate and intentional with your words and your speech. And that's Saturn energy. So that will help you go really far in life. Capricorn helps you, you know, oh. like... People yeah. hate Saturn, but Saturn really like Saturn is the <laughs> well, reason. What they got against Saturn? Like, oh my God! Huh? Why do people hate, hate Saturn? Saturn, Saturn mm-hmm. is like so the pretty. the taskmaster, you know, in astrology. Oh yeah, Saturn, that's me. Yeah, people. Saturn rules karma, you know, and uh, people don't like things like that. People don't want restriction. People don't want punishment. You know, people. Mm-hmm. You know, but um. 
Zach, Zach, she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I feel I trust me, and I'm so self-aware. But when Taskmaster Ray comes out, I'm like, did you do X, Y, and Z? Did we do this, this, and this? Did you? I specifically told you this, this, and this, and then you went around that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel terrible because it's like no being aware of your own. I feel like it's a strength. But also, it, it can be a fault to some people, you know, because yeah. I don't want to be abrasive to people. Absolutely. I think, you Definitely know, come across that way sometimes. Yeah, and that's your journey to kind of find that balance between, you know, not being too hard on people and yourself, too. I'm sure you're hard on yourself, too. Yeah. Not being too hard oh, on, yeah. people and, on people and yourself, but also, it's your, it's your um, journey. It's your purpose in this life to again, be that pillar for people and help structure their life. Capricorn naturally rules the 10th house. And the 10th house, like I was saying, along with the first, fourth, and seventh houses are the pillars of our life. You know, they help create that structure so that we can grow. Um, We need that Capricorn energy. Um, And I think that in the end, people are usually grateful for your, you kind of guiding them and telling them, okay, this needs to be this way, etc. And if you ever feel like weird or insecure about it, just take a job where you have to tell people what to do. Make money off of it. People will be grateful for it, you know, and leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, be an event planner totally. or something or a director. Like, these people need help. Heathens, girl. They're heathens. <laughs> Well, that's really cool. So do you have any projects coming up or have you thought about writing a book or authoring anything? That or what is do you have going so on? crazy that you say that. Um, I, I have thought of writing my experiences down. Um, I've lived a crazy life. I've lived through a lot and I feel like I need to start writing them down um, and maybe compile them into a book one day because I think maybe some people could benefit to, you know, hear what I went through and maybe find some healing in it or feel like they're not alone. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to forget what I went through and I want to record it. I keep wanting to write more uh, for astrology, but I feel I haven't really been inspired. I'm, I'm motivated by inspiration. I feel like if I yeah. have a thing where I'm like, I'm going to put out a TikTok every day, I'm going to hate it so much that's just not how i work um so i make content i write when i'm inspired um not to say i don't have a ton of ideas i have a ton of ideas i have a ton of drafts (laughs) you know i just haven't really acted on it yet because it didn't feel right you know what i'm saying that one thing uh that one tiktok i made of like with justin and selena and their sinistry i woke up at like 5 a.m maybe maybe a little before then just all of a sudden was like i need to do a sinister reading on them you know i don't care for <laughs> celebrities i really don't i personally don't care for justin i don't care for selena i don't care <laughs> but i was like let me make this and i i loved it it was fun it worked out and i was just like you know what let me just like do celebrity sinistry so i'm just kind of i love that and i as it comes. I absolutely support <laughs> that. I think that you should continue to do that because A, it's um, it's a healthy entertainment yes. to other people, but also I think it can be a learning tool yeah. because how many people can't find something relatable 
you know, in public figures, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially when it's, when it's dumbed down to like the basic instinct of like scorned lover, scorned heart, feeling cheated on or feeling loved, feeling praised, feeling uplifted, you know, you can see the mirror in in almost anything. And I think that in a lot of ways, it's kind of like social media therapy for people. You know, they can look at something and be like, oh, my life's not that bad. Or they can look at it and be like, oh, I remember being in that situation. Thank God I got out of that situation because I learned X, Y, Z. You know, I, I think it could be a cool learning tool. Yeah. You know, it's not all garbage and frivolous, I don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> you just got to find the right algorithm. I don't like how the algorithms can be super manipulative uh, to us. I hate it. I don't but. even know what's going on. Like, I don't know. So kind of like, I'm just curious. I feel like even really big accounts lately, like if... If I look at their most recent videos from like the past month or so, I feel like they're getting relatively fewer views than like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's because so many people are using TikTok now and are creating content more than consuming it. I don't know what's going on, but I I feel like even though- I think it has something to do with data collection. I think that- they're collecting data and then they're kind of playing around with different algorithms. But I also feel like it's going to sound really out there, but I feel like they're trying to find a new way to manipulate people, you you know, Um, what, because, you know, I've seen like the, the social dilemma documentary and, you know, I've seen how meta and a lot of these companies work to collect data and then basically try to keep you engaged on those, those apps. That's why, I try to provide entertaining but educational content on my platforms now because I feel like you can't go wrong with it. The right people will find you and they'll stick with you. And yeah, there's a million other people who are into crystals and do cards and and whatever, but they don't have my voice, just like they don't have yours. And so I'm a firm believer in if you build it, they will come. And so what if I only have four subscribers on my podcast right now? I know that (laughs) in a year from now, there are going to be so many people finding this and so grateful that they did. Because what you and I share is transcendent through time. Absolutely. Focused on the long term, the legacy, not just this Mm -hmm. quick success, which we can succeed quickly, but we'll have to compromise what our integrity. I'll have to be a slave to this to this yeah. app or to this to the algorithm i'm not i'm not being no slave or to the content you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> you know exactly mm-hmm. so i think you're on the right track i i'm on the right track as long as i'm following my heart and uh yes. yeah that's i feel like that's part we of got <laughs> we got this so then do you have any words of wisdom or advice that you would like to leave any of our listeners anybody that discovers you today and and discovers the magic of you. Do you have any words of wisdom to share? Oh, I love that. Yes. So I am really big on um, manifesting and especially manifesting through speech. Um, Speech is very important to me. Um, And I believe that, I always say this, there's power in the tongue. What you say, what you spell, can can add to or detract from your life and the lives of others, the lives of those you're speaking to. Um, I think yes. that when people come into contact with me, they realize how positive I try to be with my speech um, and how 
important it is in uplifting people and um, raising their vibe and just adding beauty to the world. I just want people to remember to just speak kindly to yourself today, you know, just be kind to yourself, say positive things about yourself, just one thing positive that you like about yourself today or that you're happy with. Um, and go from there, you know, you, you don't have to, I, I think that when you speak positively about yourself, it will naturally overflow and you'll be able to share that same beauty of speech with the world around you, with your environment, with your plants, with your, with your pets and with your friends and family, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, just, well, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank and thank you for being here. This is this was a long time coming because I, I've been trying to brainstorm and create this podcast for like over the last year. Yeah. And when uh, Zach and I met you mm-hmm. that day, I, I remember leaving your your energy and just being like, man, she's so cool. Like, I hope I get to interview her one day for my podcast. And, you know, it was still just like a seedling. And now to actually happen, I told him this morning, I was like, I feel very, very accomplished for myself because I feel like a lot of the people that I'm starting to interview for this podcast, uh, it's very humble and it's in its beginning phase, but I'm getting the people I want to talk to like yourself and, and different authors that I'm getting to interview. And so it feels so good. So thank you for being a part of this for me and for being so generous with your information and your energy. Ray, I would love, I love your energy. I have very high hopes for you and anything you put your thank voice you. in, I will co-sign on that. I will, I have, <laughs> I have such faith in you and your voice. Um, I would love to do this with you again. I feel like we can just talk forever. I love your mind. Totally. You have to say so. Yeah, and there are even things that I wanted to say that, like, you know, we'll just have to say for another time. But um, yes, my platform is your platform. We can always do a part two. Yeah. We can also do like a a celebrity deep dive. I would, I would love, love to do that. with Sinistry. I brought tarot That'd cards really with cool. me just in case it came up. We can do like a, a tarot reading next time or something because you read tarot yeah. too, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should do that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end it here, uh, but please stay on. So we thank you all so much for checking out my podcast. Uh, Special thanks to princess Stella owner of Stella love astrology.com. Be sure to check out her website and uh, social media links for all sorts of fantastic knowledge, education, and services such as tarot and astrology. If you guys enjoyed today's podcast, please give me a like, give me a comment, give me a glowing review. It really would help me out a lot and it would mean the world to me. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, Wu family. 